The following is a hoop bowl presentation. What up? What up? What up, hoop ballers? Welcome to another edition of DFS today. This is your Tuesday. November 2nd breakdown. I am your host, Santino Cocone. It's going to be a quick five-game slate here, a good one. No showdowns, uh, none of that crazy stuff. We have two earlier games, one right in the middle, two late games. Nice stretch of a five-game basketball slate for us. I'm excited for this one. I think we got some big names in. We got some big names out. We got some big names questionable. Uh, as always, keep a deadlock eye on that news throughout the day. Uh, change if needed, because there is a lot of implications here. Uh, we'll see what happens. We have the official injury report as of 10.30 a.m. this morning when I'm recording it. Uh, but we'll see what changes and what doesn't on that. Before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to our Guys, over at Manscaped, the number one men's below-the-waist grooming out there. Uh, it is fantastic. If I can't say it enough. If you listen to this podcast, we talk about the Perfect Package 3.0 that is available now. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0, all of that great stuff going on. And guess what? You can get every product that they have. Get 20% off on your full order by putting the, the promo code hoopball 20 in for you. Uh, that's Hoopball20. That's 20% off and free shipping. And the Lawnmower 4.0 is available now, and it's right available in time for the holiday season. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Get on it now. And again, 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Hoopball20. All right, everyone. Let's jump right into this slate. We got that five gamer here. First game on the docket is the only one starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Milwaukee Bucks. Traveling to Detroit to take on the Pistons. We have a 215 game total with the Bucks four point road favorites. We have an extensive injury report here. Uh, we have Luca Garza, Saban Lee, Isaiah Livers um, all out for the Pistons and Sadiq Bay as probable. On the Bucks side of the ball, we have DiVincenzo, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton all out. We have Rodney Hood, Giannis, and Grayson Allen all probable. Again, extensive injury report that might change. Uh, what we don't we don't fully know here. Uh, the Bucks are on the front end of a back-to-back in this one, so we'll see. Um, wasn't sure if Middleton would miss this one. They have them listed out on the official injury report as of now. That could always change. Uh, we'll start with the the Bucks on here though. If that injury report holds up, Giannis does play at 11-6. You got to take some pause because that is that is an extensive price tag, obviously, but. If there's no one in there, uh, this game should be closer than you would normally expect. If they're missing Lopez and Holiday and Middleton and all these guys, and it's just Giannis uh, and, and normal and people that would be normally backups, game should be a little bit closer, especially traveling to Detroit. So I feel comfortable playing that 11-6 for Giannis. Uh, they are on the front end of a back-to-back. He is coming probable with a little bit of knee soreness, so does pause for concern, but um, you got to feel safe with him there if there's not much else. Uh, outside of that, right to Grayson Allen at 4-8. Very good value play. Uh, the guy scored double-digit points in every single game this season. He's playing a 
solid chunk of minutes, uh, averaging 29.1 on the year. Uh, he's averaging over three threes a game. He's uh, he's just gunning from three. If, if you look at most of his shots are from beyond the arc. Uh, he's averaging a whopping amount, over nine threes a game pretty much um, here, or about nine threes a game here. He's making a lot of them. Um, so while he doesn't do much else outside of hit threes, rebound, score points, that's enough for 4,800, especially with him likely to be the second option or possibly the second option here. Uh, then we'll go down a little bit further. I mean, you can take a look at Connaughton. You can take a look at Nora if if uh, they're going to start possibly. Uh, but I like myself some Bobby Portis. It just makes a lot of sense. He played 19 minutes in his second game uh, the other night. He was 6 of 15 from the field, 15 points, 5 boards off the bench. He's only 4,400 now. You expect those minutes to climb up again and again, and he should be in the mid-20s for this one. Um, and at 4-4, four, four, he's gonna he easily can bring back value. Look at the last one. In 19 minutes, he brought 24.75 fantasy points back, so he brought back value in 19 minutes. If you can get to 25, and that was against the Jazz too, um, mind you. Um, if you can get to 25 minutes here, I think 30 points is well within reach against this Detroit team. Uh, then we're looking elsewhere, like Thanasis, 3,100. He got the start in the last one. He played 32 minutes. Brought He had 10 points, 9 rebounds, 3 steals, 3 assists, almost had a double-double there. Uh, took 15 shots. I mean, uh, you can do much worse if, if all these guys are out again at 3,100, pretty much the lowest that you can possibly go. He actually dropped $100 from the last game after starting and playing 32 minutes and dropping over 30 fantasy points. Uh, very weird, but... We can throw um, Thanasis right in there again as a super, super cheap option. Um, may, maybe some Rodney Hood at 33, but those are the, the guys I'm looking at the most. Is Allen, Portis, Thanasis. I think it just makes a lot of sense there to round out a deep lineup. Uh, and then obviously Giannis, because he's Giannis going against Detroit. Going to be easily the number one option uh, on the team. All right, we're going to jump on over to the Detroit side of the ball. And um, I'm interested to see how they start their lineup and, and how they send everybody who starts and whatnot here because we're going to get a smaller, I say smaller, even though Giannis is over seven feet, but smaller front court. We might see Giannis start at the center again. Um, I'm interested to uh, see Cade Cunningham in this, especially though, at 3,600. Hoping he gets um, the, the start in this one. Yeah, that That's going to be a nice one. He had... He only shot one of eight in his debut. But he had seven rebounds, two blocks, and or two assists in a block in only 19 minutes. Uh, another guy, I mentioned Portis, his minutes are going to go up and up. Cunningham's minutes are going to go up and up as he starts getting acclimated, starts getting comfortable. Uh, we know he missed the first part of the beginning of the season. He was hurt in camp, too, um, in uh, preseason. So the more he gets comfortable, the more minutes he gets under him, his legs under him, uh, he's going to be being really solid out there. And at 3,600, we can take a shot at him. It's not going to cost us an arm and a leg. Um, another guy we can look at, Kelly Olynyk, fifty-seven hundred. We have Stewart as a as a seven hundred dollar difference there, and he's the one who's starting. But Olynyk's had himself a. They've been pretty much splitting minutes with Olynyk getting the edge there. Um, I think this is a good matchup for him. He can stretch the floor. That's something that Milwaukee was given up a lot of the last couple years, uh, especially with all of their starters pretty much out. Uh, we can expect them to be more susceptible again to the three-point line, even though they've been playing pretty well on that uh, to start the year. Uh, so Olenek's offensive repertoire is a little bit better for me than Stewart's, so I don't mind taking that $700 plunge. Uh, and then we could see them both playing 
some minutes together, even though Milwaukee is kind of hurt with Brooke Lopez out there. But they still have Giannis. Uh, they still have Bobby Portis, Thanasis, Noro. All these guys are pretty tall, so we could see them going going big here. Uh, probably not too much Grant in this one for me, um, though I don't hate the price tag. But I think I'm just going to take the discount and go with Olenek, uh, taking some Cunningham chances here because at 3600 it's just super cheap for the number one overall pick uh we know he's gonna fall out sooner or later when he gets his feet under him and those are pretty much it uh if you want to take a chance at josh jackson you can he's playing mid-20s minutes right now and you know he can score and you know he's not afraid to shoot Uh, he's a guy who does not have any shy bone one shy bone in his body but i don't think the upside is super super massive there though again don't mind taking a chance at him at 4700 All right, let's jump on over to the next game. We have the Miami Heat traveling to Dallas to take on the Mavericks. Uh, The Mavericks are also on the front end of a back-to-back in this one. Um, And the game total we have 212.5, which is the lowest spread of the night. And the Heat are two-point road favorites. On the Mavs side, we have Maxi Kleba as out. Chris Porzing is questionable. On the Heat, we have... Victor Oladipo and Max Struss, they're going to be out for a little while now. And Bam is questionable for this one. Was questionable in the last one, and he wanted to play in uh, last time he was questionable. So we'll see if that has any bearing. But we'll start with the Heat in this one. And we got some solid guys to look at here. Uh, Bam is 9-1. I mean, Jimmy Butler is 9-1. Uh, been pretty much a rock star as usual this year. Uh, averaging a whopping 48.3 fantasy points per game. That's bringing back value as is with his semi-cheap price tag uh, for what, what he's been doing. He's <clears throat> the last uh, three of the last game, uh, three of the last four games, he's averaged over 49 fantasy points with three of the three preceding that. The lowest was 52. Uh, he's just been a rock star, as I mentioned. Dallas hasn't been the greatest of the d- defenses to start the year. Uh, so there is a lot to exploit there. I think if you don't want to spend super high uh, for some of the guys on this slate, Jimmy Butler makes a lot of sense. Uh, he's one of my favorite plays. Uh, this game should be pretty close, even if Chris Porzingis doesn't play, whether he plays or not. Uh, they are home, so that's why they're keeping the spread a little bit closer. And we might not have Bam, so that just opens up things for Butler. I think Bam does play, but that would open things up for Butler, and that's just a a fantastic price tag there. Speaking of Bam, I think he makes a lot of sense, too, at 7-5. Again, he he was questionable last one. Uh, Put up 26 points, 19 rebounds. He was pretty awesome, over 57 fantasy points. I think he makes a lot of sense here, too. We don't have Porzingis, even though he hasn't been playing great defense since he's come back from an injury last year. Uh, but Dwight Powell, Moses Brown, there's no Maxi Kleba. Uh, there's not a lot of threats in that front court. If you want to take the discount and take Bam, assuming he does play and he's ready to play a full complement of minutes. Um, seeing that he has 50 total actual points in the last two games, I think he's going to play a full complement of minutes. Uh, he's taken a lot more shots than um, he has earlier in the season, which is a good sign, a good sign for a guy who was kind of passive uh, all of last year, so can like that there. Um, outside of them, I mean, Tyler Hero has been balling out, only 6,900. can take a look at him. I, I do prefer Bam. I think it's only a $600 difference, so I'm just going to take Bam in that in that scenario. Um, last guy I would be looking at is Dwayne Dedman at 3,800, another bargain bin type of guy. 
Hasn't been playing a ton of minutes. He's trading off very solid games for subpar games uh, when his shot's on. But we might not have Bam, and that makes him a double-double threat. And even in under 20 minutes a game, he's been uh, playing really well. He's averaging seven rebounds a game in only 15 minutes uh, and, and six points. That's that's for nearly 18 fantasy points a game. Uh, so I think we can take shots at him against this weakened front court. Uh, and obviously the upside is there if Bam doesn't play. And we'll have that news early since this game tips off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right on to Dallas. We might not have Porzingis. We don't have Kleba. Um, can take a look at Luka. I prefer, if we're going against the Heat, I'd rather just prefer Giannis against Detroit um, with all those people out on the on the Bucks, knowing that the game should be closer. Uh, Heat's defense is awesome, so I, I don't really want to go Luka here. Can't Obviously can't fault you if you play Luka, but I'm going to be shying away a little bit there, uh, Luka. I'm totally not, not totally in on... Most of this team, uh, they're just not playing great basketball right now. Uh, new coach, one of their best players is out, uh, missing. It, they just don't look in sync as of right now, so I won't have a ton of exposure. But uh, we can look at like a Reggie Bullock, a Dwight Powell, very cheap. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith going to get a ton of minutes, especially if there's no Porzingis. That means uh, Bullock might start again. Uh, Powell's just starting and playing a, a decent Load of minutes. He played 33 in the last one, so it's not a uh, terrible plunge there. I don't prefer it, but there are guys, more guys to just take a chance on. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, I do prefer him out of all those guys that I just mentioned. Uh, if Porzingis doesn't play, if he does play, I really don't want much to do with uh, any of these guys in, in this defense. The, the way they, the Heat play and how tough they're, they've been looking lately, um, I, I don't want to take the plunge on a lot of these guys when we have some solid matchups uh, throughout the night. All right, let's go on to the third game of the night, the mid-cap. Uh, we have the Sacramento Kings traveling to Utah to take on the Jazz. Uh, we have a 220 game total, which is the highest of the night, and the Jazz are 10-point home favorites. Uh, the Kings are on, I believe they, yep, the Kings are on the front end of a back-to-back. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on there as well. And on the injury report, we have uh, no one on the NBA roster for the Kings right now. Uh, for the Jazz, we just have Rudy Gay as out. Uh, he's going to be out a little while there. We'll start with the, the Kings. I mean, a lot like the Heat. The Jazz are one of the best defensive teams in the league, if not the best. Um, very tough to run at them here. I still think Rashawn Holmes is fairly cheap. Um, I've been saying it for a little while now. He was in the 5.8s. He got up to 6.3. He got a, a, a $500 jump there, but it's still enough to to play him. Um, even in this matchup, the first time he played this matchup, he had 29 fantasy points. He had six points, 10 boards, two assists, three blocks of steal. Uh, he fouled out in 18 minutes, but he had 29 fantasy points in 18 minutes. So, we know that he can still take advantage of this matchup, even with a Gobert on the other side. Uh, so I think 6-3 is just a very, very solid, solid matchup. I can't expect him to foul out again in that short of time. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna really like him there. Um, we saw Harrison Barnes have a rock-solid game against these guys in the first one. Put up almost 50 DK points with 25 points, 15 boards. Uh, he's slowly coming down to earth a little bit. He's still averaging a lot. Um, 
a lot of points in the last couple games, but he's not what he did in the first two. Uh, still, don't. I wish his price tag was six eight, and I would take more chances on him. Seven four, I, I'm going to leave it alone for the most part. Um, I think Rashawn Holmes is the one guy that I I can really dig dig on here. I uh, don't mind taking a chance at Buddy Heald or Therese Halliburton if you're in that scenario uh, and you're around that price tag. Um, or a Davion Mitchell at 3-8, another guy you can just plunge. But I don't feel comfortable putting them in there and then building around them. I'm the only one that I would feel comfortable with on this team to do that is a um, Rashawn Holmes. I think the upside is still there, even in a tough matchup, as he proven earlier in the year in only 18 minutes. On the other side of the ball, um, we know that shooting guards crush the Kings. Um, Donovan Mitchell had 27 points, five boards, four assists in the first game, but only nine of 25 shooting. I shot really poorly in that one. It was one of his more worst shooting games uh, of the year. He has, he's had a few so far, uh, but 25 shot attempts is a lot. That was the second most of the year so far. Short year, but still a ton of shot attempts. So uh, if you do want to go super con- cheap, I don't mind looking at his way, but I do prefer Jimmy Butler slightly more for only 300 more if I had to pick and choose them. Uh, if they're going against each other there, we have Gobert at eight, one. He had himself a near 50 point fantasy game in this one, 17 points, 20 rebounds. Again, Rashawn Holmes fouled out. Uh, I can't imagine Rudy Gobert is going to get him in foul trouble like that again in only 18 minutes. So I think that's a little, a bit of an aberration though. He's been a monster on the class this year. Uh, that was his second tied for a second. Most points scored. Think of Rashawn Holmes plays. It's a little bit lower, but he still can bring back value at 8,100. Not a bad pr- play here. Um, Bam might be a guy that I, uh, another Miami guy that I might like a little bit more, a little bit cheaper. Uh, but don't, Gobert's probably the, the my favorite play over here on this side. Uh, depending on Mike Conley, uh, he played in the last one, didn't play before that. I, I feel like he keeps trading on and off, on, on and off. So we're going to have to keep an eye on him throughout the night and if he's actually going to play. No, but if he doesn't play, that gives a big boost to Clarkson and, and uh, Bogdanovich, two guys that I'd be looking at seriously uh, if we don't see a Mike Conley in there. If we do see a Mike Conley in there, um, not going to be too excited for any of them. Um, slightly more to Clarkson, but I probably won't have any exposure to uh, the three of them. I think they're going to split all the minutes there. But um, if I had to pick one, it would be Clarkson to take the chance on there. Outside of that, it's a pretty tight rotation. If you want to go Royce O'Neal on, on cheap, you can, but I don't think we have to. I think I've already, two, two, about three games in now, I guess we're done with this one. I mentioned quite a few people that I'd like a little bit cheaper than him as well. All right, before we move on, I want to shout out to our guys over at DraftKings. Guys, the NBA is back, and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington. DraftBooks, DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get their skin in the game with new same game parlays. Uh, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So go go ahead now and download the DraftKings. 
King Sportsbook app and use the promo code NBA today. That's N B A T O D A Y and bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and you win $200 in free bets. They win, you win with the promo code NBA today this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's jump on over to the fourth game of the night. This one tips off at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the New Orleans Pelicans, who again, another team on the front end of a back-to-back, uh, traveling to oh, like, traveling to uh, Phoenix to take on the Suns. We have a 216 game total, and the Suns are a whopping 11.5-point home favorite. On the Pelican side of the ball, we have uh, Dalton Holmes out. We have Zion out. Garrett Temple, Brandon Ingram, Devontae Grand, questionable. A lot of starters in there. Um, again, this is a front end of a back-to-back, so going to keep an eye on that. And on the Suns, we have DeAndre Ayton as questionable. Dario Saric, Cameron Payne, both out. All right, let's jump on over to the Pelican side of the ball. And a lot of this hinges on the availability of Brandon Ingram. Uh, didn't sound like he was going to play from the coach speak um, yesterday. So I I would assume he's not going to, but you never know. Again, front end of a back-to-back, so they can be extra cautious if they want to. Um, Devontae Graham, we don't have a, a when he actually picked up the injury. Uh, I would assume he's more likely to play than Brandon Ingram. And that does have big implications. If Brandon Ingram doesn't play, that is the alpha on this team without Zion. A lot of shots, a lot of usage to go around. This might be a blowout. So a lot of garbage time specials um, also. If Brandon Ingram doesn't play, it is likely a blowout, whether Aiton plays or not. Um, J-Val has been tearing it up lately. Uh, he's he's crushing value. Um, if Brandon Ingram doesn't play especially, he's just going to be fed extra shots. Uh, so even at that 8.5 elevated price tag, I think he is well worth a look. Um, value has been coming in bunches with this guy outside of those first two games. Uh, the last five games have been insane, uh, averaging nearly 50 fantasy points, if not more. So I think we can definitely look at him there, especially if uh, Ingram doesn't play. If Ingram doesn't does play, I don't necessarily feel comfortable with him at 8.2 uh, in this matchup. They're playing again tomorrow night. They might in-game rest him, even if he does play. I don't see them going uh, all out to play him here. Um, Javante Graham, if he does play and there's no Ingram, 6-4, he makes a lot of sense. You know this guy's not afraid to shoot. In the last game, he took 21 shots. Only made six of them, but he took 21 shots, had eight assists on that as well, almost 40 DK points. Uh, If no Ingram, he's going to take a lot of extra shots too. We know he's not afraid to shoot. Alexander Walker, similar to that, but uh, with Josh Hart back, a lot of his rebounding that he was getting earlier in the year is going to curb a little bit. Another guy who's not been shooting the ball well, um, but I think Graham is much more likely to chuck and gun there. And speaking of Josh Hart at 4,900, no Brandon Ingram. He's going to play over 30 minutes. He'll probably get his uh, start in this one. He played 30 in the last one against the Knicks at 16 points, eight boards, almost 30 draft king points. Think value is definitely to be had there, and obviously all these guys get the big bump without Ingram here. 
Um, another guy I would take a look at, uh, possibly Kyra Lewis Jr. Might get the start at point guard if there's no Devontae Graham at 3,100. You know this guy has talent. Uh, he's kind of buried in, a, in this big depth chart here, but um, he had a good game in the last one. 12 points, 5 of 10 shooting in 16 minutes against the Knicks. Could see him play again. Um, play him even more and start if there's no Devontae Graham. So that's definitely some news to keep an eye out for. Um, that's likely it. I mean, you can take a chance on Trey Murphy uh, in a blowout scenario. Herbert Jones, not. I'd rather take Murphy. He can score better. Uh, but I'm mainly looking at the the bigger guys and, and Kyra Lewis, if, um, whether you want to just take the plunge, even if Graham plays, or without Graham, knowing that uh, Ingram is probably unlikely. And if Graham is unlikely with him, uh, that's a lot of lot of lot of lot of shots to go around. Uh, then Nicole Nikhil Alexander Walker does become more appealing to me if both of those guys miss. All right, jumping on over to the Phoenix side of the ball. Um, big news here is DeAndre Ayton questionable if he doesn't play. Javal McGee should start at 3,400. Uh, this guy, even if he doesn't get extended minutes, which he probably won't, I uh, can't really doesn't really do that at this stage of his career anyway. Uh, but at 3,400. He plays 24 minutes. It's going to be hard not to get this guy a double-double or bring back 20 fantasy points. Even in under 20 minutes, he can still do that, which um, he's been close to the last couple times. So I, I think he becomes a guy that we can target. Not huge upside, but a guy we can target there. Um, I want. I, I prefer Booker over Chris Paul in this one. Uh, it could be a blowout. It's likely a blowout. There's Two big names on the other side of the ball missing. Uh, Aiton might not play. That means extra shots go to those two guys. And if they're going to bench someone earlier because of a blowout, it would likely be Chris Paul at his age. I'll get him some rest there. So I'd prefer Booker of the two, but I don't super feel super comfortable with them. I'll try and pay up a little bit more to try and get uh, Jimmy Butler on the same same slate there. Uh, I know it's 1100 more, but I think if you can afford it, that makes sense. Miles Bridges is a guy that I just like at 5-2. Uh, even in this game, he's going to be all over the floor. He doesn't have, uh, whether he's not getting many shots or not, whether he's taking under 10 or like 15, um, that's where his value lies. It fluctuates if he's going to be a near a 40-point game or, or more so to a 25-point game. Uh, but this is a scenario in fast-paced game, a bad defense, missing a bunch of players, possibly uh, that he can thrive in. And at 5-2, I'll take some shots at him. And I don't think he's at risk a lot of time in a blowout scenario. Um, with campaign out, Alfred Payton has been seeing himself play some minutes here and there. Uh, this turns into a blow. I guess we can look at him. I don't think we have to go that far, though. That's uh, pretty much where I'm looking at as of now is uh, mainly my bridges. Javal McGee would be my top two choices. Uh, in a per dollar scenario. All right. Last game of the night, we have a rematch of the Houston Rockets at the Los Angeles Lakers, 10.30 p.m. tip-off time. We have a 219 game total, and the Lakers are 11-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Daniel House out, Deshaun Tate, Daniel Tice questionable. On the Lakers, we have Trevor Ariza, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, all out. LeBron James, Dwight Howard, Wayne Ellington, all questionable. Anthony Davis, as probable. Uh, LeBron's been questionable or probable for the most part of the season so far, and he played in the last one, so assuming he's playing. But on the 
We'll start with the Rocket side of the ball. Uh, Daniel Tice's questionable tag is something that very much intrigues me. Uh, pretty much every time I come on here, I'm saying it's waiting for the second game, waiting for the second game, waiting for him to get 25 minutes. Last two games, he's played over 20 minutes, and he has 26 over 26 fantasy points in both of them. That is value there. If there's no Daniel Tice, uh, he should play 30 minutes in this one. I know that that's going to be tough to ask. It's going to be hard to see just because uh, they they want they're not unleashing him yet. But with no Daniel Tice, it's not leaves less room for error for them not to unleash him. And at 4,300, I will definitely take some shots here. Uh, we're not going to get that news probably until after tip-off. So you're going to have to throw him in there and hope for the best uh, on most cases here. Uh, Jay Sean Tate was the guy I liked in the last one coming in because Kevin Porter Jr. was questionable. Then he got himself hurt, and he missed. Um, so And now Kevin Porter Jr. is ready to go. So it's a little bit of a change in uh, scenarios there for everybody. But... Uh, I don't mind Kevin Porter Jr. It's, I don't love him, though, but I don't. I, I think he's it's a good matchup for him. Uh, and if he's healthy after he played the last one, if Jayshon Tate's out, uh, that takes a little bit of um, extra ball handling duties and, and someone who can make plays out of the starting lineup. Uh, we could see Eric Gordon jump into the starting lineup, which intrigues me at 4,900. Uh, guy's not afraid to shoot, even on a young team. He will shoot. He, he scored 27 in the last one. Um, but it's just hard for me to go into any of these guys uh, super comfortably. Maybe K.J. Martin draws a start here. That would be intriguing to me at 3,400. Um, I do prefer just taking the safer route with Sengen. And that's my favorite play on the team is, is Sengen. Uh, eventually, he's going to play that 30 minutes a night. And if Daniel Tice does miss this one, this might be that first game. Uh, after two back-to-back solid uh, 26 plus fantasy point performances in a total of 44 minutes. I think this could be the time. And at 4,300, it's not bad. Uh, that's my favorite on the team over there. And then on the Lakers side of the ball, um, we know LeBron is questionable. They all played in the last one. They all pretty much did solid. They only scored 95 points. But they only gave up 85 to this this Rockets team. Um, Westbrook starting to do the low end tier double or triple double type type game. In the last one he had 28 and nine really solid price. Um, I really don't want to go on to, to play any of these three. I think we have better options in a, even though in a five game slate, there's a lot of stars here. So I'm not, I'm, I'm likely not playing any of the three. Uh, take your pick if you want. I think they're all going to be in, in the 40, uh, for mid 40 range, maybe upper 40s, which is close to value, but it's not really the upside that I'm looking for. Uh, and then you have the the fact that they could just blow out the Rockets if they're all healthy again and they're at home in this one. So very very tough for me to go there. But Carmelo Anthony, uh, this guy's just hitting shots. He's 11 of 16 from three in the last two games, bringing back a lot of value. Not afraid to shoot against the Rockets team um, that he did play for before. I like I like some mellow in here at 5-3. I think he's going to get another 25 minutes or so, especially with a lot of these guys out. Uh, we see Dwight Howard's questionable. Wayne Ellington's questionable. Uh, we have none already out. Um, so Melo's been playing a lot, which is nice. 5300 I think that's a nice fair price tag for him here. And then Malik Monk's another guy. Um, 
and Avery Bradley, who started in the last one. Played 30 minutes, didn't do really much, but at 3K, uh, he can possibly help you there if you're really digging in the garbage there. Malik Monk was taking a few shots. 3,400, he should get extra minutes. Don't love him. I can't imagine he's going to go 0 of 6 from the field again, though. Uh, but I do think we have... There are, in a normal slate, I would like him. On a slate where I think we have a lot of value, I'm going to pass on him here. But just another name to throw out for you guys. All right. Well, that does it for our five-game slate. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, before we go, I'll throw in my favorite tiered players of the night. Um, we'll start with the expensive tier. Obviously, Giannis is a guy that I, I really like. But at 11-6, I feel like I'm not going to pick the top play or ex- most expensive play of the night. My favorite spend up outside of that would be Jimmy Butler. I think I mentioned him a couple times. 9,100 against a not-in-sync-yet Dallas team. Uh, they were a slow starter last year. They seem like a slow starter this year. Jimmy Butler's been playing awesome. Uh, 50 points as well within reach, plus some upside there. So I really like him to go in this one. All right, we'll go with my favorite mid-tier play of the night, and I think there's quite a few. Um, and a lot of them are big, bigger guys, like uh, centers, I should say. I said bigger guys, uh, like Bam, Holmes. Those are two. I will stick with Holmes in this one, though. I think the discount makes sense, and I don't know if Bam is officially going to play as of this moment. He's questionable. Uh, but Rashawn Holmes saw this game, saw this matchup before. Um, he had 29 fantasy points in the first one, which wouldn't have bring back value on the surface, but he only played 18 minutes because he fouled out. Can't imagine that scenario happening again where he fouls out in 18 minutes. But 29 fantasy points in 18 minutes screams that this is a solid matchup for him. Uh, even if he only brings back 35 or so, he's still bringing back value, and I like him here. I think value is easily to be had in this one. All right, and my favorite value play of the night. Uh, there are quite a few to choose from here. Um, my guy Sengen might be one, but I, I think it, Milwaukee, sticking with Milwaukee makes a lot of sense here, and Bobby Portis at 4,400. Uh, him or, or Sengen, uh, Bobby Portis you get. Uh, the four power forward slash forward position also. So a little bit of more flexibility there since I like a lot of centers. Uh, so that's where I'll go at 4,400. He should play 25 minutes in this one. Uh, they have Middleton ruled out already. So um, if that doesn't change, that's where I'm going with. Uh, Bobby Portis should possibly start in this one. He didn't start in the last one, but we know he's been starting the last uh, last year whenever Brooke Lopez is hurt. Now he looks like he's back comfortable. This is the front end of a back-to-back, so we'll keep an eye on all of these injuries. Uh, but Bobby Portis, if there's no Middleton in this one as well, 4,400 just makes a ton of sense. Uh, there's, I can't imagine him not putting up at least 25 fantasy points in this in this one. All right, and that does it for my favorite plays in the entire podcast. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you again tomorrow. Good luck. Take care. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.